25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. On the Range is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount, where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing, and I've got John Perlis, my longtime friend and caddy with me. Perly, good morning. Good morning, Jay. Ready to go here. Right on. This this show is formatted just like a round of golf. This first segment is called On the Range, and the On the Range segment is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount, where St. Louis shops for all its golf needs. Uh, please look for these uh, social media outlets. Twitter handle is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is just Jay Delsing. That's a lot of Jay Delsings in it. Yikes. Of, and more, um, more Instagram is, I don't know. We're always leaving that blank because I don't know anything about Instagram. But um, All right, so. Burley, we got a show. We're gonna we're gonna have our uh, our golf tech segment here uh, shortly. We're also gonna preview the last major championship of the year, which seems so weird to be talking about that in yeah. July that the major championship season is over, and um, uh, the John Deere tournament is uh, one of my favorites. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, um, but let's get down and uh, have our uh, Justin Hoagland fix. Um, from Golf Tech. Well, last week we talked about driving the ball further and straighter, and that angle of attack and swing path are two vital keys to performing well and hitting more fairways. And today I'll discuss some ways to improve one of those, and that is path. The first thing to remember is path changes the curve or side spin of the ball. Swing path problems among amateur ranks takes the form of too much outside-to-in action or a swing that cuts across the line from the, from the outside. Uh, or, or right of the target line to the inside left of the target line. So most teachers will agree that an outside end path is, is more of a challenge to fix than an open face uh, because it involves changing the golfer's misguided logic, reasoning, and technique. Uh, most players might say it makes more sense in order to stop the ball from going to the right, you need to swing more to the left. And the actual opposite is true. Swinging more right negates left to right side, side spin or slice spin. And swinging more left only magnifies the curvature. I like to tell my students that if someone offered you a million dollars to to make your next swing uh, move more from the inside to out or to second base, you'd probably find a way to do it. I, I would be guessing. You'd certainly be able to do it if you didn't care where the ball ended up. A simple swing thought here is, or a feeling to the listeners, is to help them react in the target is this. When you're at address with a driver in hand, imagine that you're in a batter's box of a baseball diamond. Ideally, you want to swing over the pitcher's head to second base. But since bad habits are start uh, are hard to break, uh, feeling like it's over the first baseman would be a good exaggeration of path. That will help a slicer find that correct happy medium of having good club path through the ball. That's always good stuff. Love hearing from Justin. And this year's fourth major. Okay, I, I just got to say this. Because it's kind of, I'm I'm trying to get with this. The PGA of America moved the PGA Championship from 
You guys just don't like change. August. You guys just don't like change. Oh, no, just hang. This is. A, I, I'm not saying. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to get my hands around it. So, and I get why they did it. So we moved the PGA Championship from August to May, so that we have. Man, we have the players in March. We have PGA Championship in May. Uh, I mean, we have. Geez, forget Augusta. Hello. We have the Players Championship in March. We got Masters in April. We've got um, PGA Championship in May. We've got the U.S. Open. We just experienced that at, in, in June. And then in July, we have the British Open. But it just seems like August just got left out. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. For me, let me know, folks, if that bugs you. It doesn't. I'm not saying it bugs me. It just seems like I want more. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely I, would I, like more. That's for sure. It's been It's been a lot of fun. And I think there's a certain rhythm to it, but that, I think maybe for me, maybe like you, I don't like that it's over. That's what that's what I'm well, kind of saying. Really, it's not supposed to be over, right? Because you still have the FedEx. We have the no, we have the FedEx Cup and, and things like that, uh, and and that's what's what's really going to be interesting is that the Tour Championship is going to wrap up like the second week of August, and then it, we go to the wraparound. Mm. So anyway, it's different. The idea was. It was a business business decision, Pearl, because they did not want to go up against, sure. um, you know, the NFL and college football. But remind me, so we've got August, and isn't September, though, is it President's Cup this year? Yeah, it is President's so Cup we this do. year. I mean, we do kind of have two more yeah. big ones. Right. It's not the majors. I get it. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we it. don't like change. Maybe I don't like change. <laughs> just got to struggle with that. I don't you know. You can push back all you want. Yeah. One thing I noticed out there, they like the things the way they like the things. And yeah. Nobody changed anything. No, no doubt about it. Well, the Open Championship is at Royal Port Rush in Northern Ireland. Rory, um, not a hundred percent sure. I, I know he's got some ties to this yep. golf course, and I know that um, mm-hmm. that he's really looking forward to to having uh, an Open played in uh, Northern Ireland. Now, Graham McDowell. Whose game has had a really, really nice resurgence. He had a great op- uh, U.S. Open Championship at Pebble. You know, he won there um, back in. He won there in 2010. I think he won in 2010. Close. That's close for the show. That's that close worked. enough. Yep, it's in the, we got the century right. He played phenomenal back then. That was a lot of fun watching. Yeah, and, that. He, and he and he had a nice tournament there. And he also, I don't know if folks you caught this, but on the 72nd hole. Of the Canadian Open um, at Hamilton Golf Club, which is a great golf course up in one of the suburbs in Toronto. He hooped about a 45 or 50-foot putt that got him into, and it was for par, Mm. that got him into the Open Championship. And he's a Northern Irelander as well, and uh, that's a big deal. Unfortunately, I don't know much about this golf course. I was never ask played you it. You've never played up in no, the area. I've never I have played not it. either. I've never played it. It's uh, it looks absolutely spectacular. But I think it's cool that the RNA is getting golf to Ireland. I mean, Ireland. You you think about back in the day? Name me an Irish golfer. You know, I think was it Eamon Darcy, Faraday, and, and Faraday. I mean, you you've got not many. A few guys. You know. Um, kind of tossed in there, but now we've got Padraig Harrington, you know, Rory, we've got Graham McDowell, and uh, Darren Clark. I mean, so 
there's a, a, a hell of a lot of uh, a good, good, good world class yeah. golf being played in Ireland, and needs to uh, needs to be recognized. Um, what do you are you, do you have an affinity for watching the British Open? Do you have a favorite major to watch? Uh, for me, that's a good question because I just like all the majors a lot. Uh, I think for me, the Open Championship, as they call it. Kind of weather dependent. If it's too, if it's beating the guys up too much, you know, maybe the last day it's okay if they're beating up too much because then things can happen all over the place. But I like to see good shots and I like to see, you know, some them play the kind of golf that we're not really used to. But too much wind can kind of take everything away from everybody. Uh, I, I love the diversity of it, Jay, to tell you the truth. I mean, Augusta, of course, U.S. Open, it moves around, the significance, uh, of course. PGA probably for me would be the lightest, the lightest one. And I it, think it is for me as well. It really even being yep. a PGA guy. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. I, I know I love the PGA, PGA support guy, them, so. but but yeah. Um, yeah, I just love you know when the back nine at Augusta comes around and you're um, you're doing that. Uh, I actually even appreciate the Players Championship. Even you know it's tried to be absolutely, but I mean that golf course has become almost iconic <laughs> because of that 17th hole, and you're thinking about that, and the 18th hole is such a demanding. Um, uh, test and so, um, but just the swings on that uh, that golf course, Jay. I mean, you got a shot at eagle on sixteen, anything on seventeen, just about anything on eighteen, especially depending on how the wind's blowing at the time. So there's a lot that can happen. I got to tell you, I got some numbers back. We've had almost seven thousand downloads of our podcasts, these shows and podcasts, and um, one of the things, and we, we only have five listeners. How well, exactly, does that happen? I don't know. I, I was I was thinking to myself, if my mom were still alive, I'm like, boy, mom, you are downloading a lot of these things, but unfortunately, she's not. But what's interesting is, um, um, Brandel Chambly. I had a, a really cool interview with Brandel Chambly. That one's been downloaded quite quite a bit. He talked about the predictability and repeatability of golf courses. And you go from the first huge tournament, which we'll call the players, in March, and then you go to April to the Masters. The biggest disparity in who plays well. The the, the Players' Championship, Pearl, is absolutely impossible to predict. There's virtually zero ability for these players to know they're going to play it well year after year. However... Augusta is the most predictable. You know how Brandel's a stat yes. whiz. He said 80% of the time, the winner at Augusta comes from the top 16 in the World Golf Rankings. 80% of the mm-hmm. time. So, it's interesting. Um, I'm pulling up these pictures right now of, of Royal Port Rush, and it, it, it's just... Looks spe- like the moon. It, it's, it's spectacular. It really does look like the moon. Folks, you're going to see... Oh, Beautiful vistas, drastic views. Um, obviously, the day they shot these photos is a pretty benign day, but we all know the weather can be such a determining factor on what this championship looks like. So the other thing that I like about the Open, it's on early. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's on early. Do you remember when we first went to UCLA? I know it's hard to remember, but it was like 3,000 years ago, and we killed as many brain cells as we could while we were out there. But do you remember, you know, Maybe or maybe not staying up late and then getting up early and having the NFL on it like yes you, yeah, you know that, have, that was have, a lot of fun. your first yeah. NFL game was on at like yeah. ten o'clock in the morning. Well, I'll get up 
crack it on and watch this for sure. I yeah. I, I really like watching uh, uh, British Open that way. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this is clearly, folks, a Lynx golf course. Clearly, a Lynx golf course, and what that means is it's done by it's by water. It has to be close to the sea, the ocean, and it's also going to have a huge majority of the shots can be played along the ground, and there's reason for that. Uh, yeah, well, one, the ball can go further because it can roll forever on the, those concrete fairways. I'm assuming they've got water on these uh, these fairways. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what's interesting, back when I went over and played in the British Open Pearl in the 90s and stuff, they pretty much let the golf course, left it as it was, meaning if it rained this, this, this time of this year, you know, the courses were green. If it didn't, they were brown yeah. and they do a they do a little more of this now um but um you'll still see because the golf courses the expanses of them they don't have the elaborate watering systems like we do over here in the states good or bad we have bought into if it's not green it's not pretty right. and i don't i don't subscribe to that thinking but i get it well and part of that too is all the history of of the american players you know the best players i saw parts of the hogan the other day You've got. Um, what do you mean, the Hogan? Uh, Hogan story. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. Hogan, and when he went over, you know, and trying to even fall in love with this. You hear so much great things about it. Palmer, uh, who am I? Who am I leaving out? Um, had his biggest issues over there and walked off the course uh, from Augusta National. Why can't I think of his name? Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Oh, and yeah. he said, well, he goes over there, top uh, world player. He walks off the golf course. He looks at it, and I, I believe kind of a, a goat pasture. Yeah, right. You've got to have the right attitude kind of going in there, and it's a different kind of game. I played a little bit over there, went through some qualifiers, not this particular golf course, but you're faced with shots you're not faced with before. I've got a 9-iron in my hand downwind. I'm thinking, I either land this on the green and if I miss the green, it will go somewhere between 100 and 150 yards over the green because it's so hard off the green. On the green, it'll stop. But if I miss literally by two steps, it's that hard and kind of keep on going. That's why a lot of guys just play it on the ground. So he might have a 150-yard shot, but they might not fly it more than 110. Right. No, there's no question about that. I mean, um, when what, to your point, when I played uh, in the 95 British Open at St. Andrews, I did not know that on a Sunday when it's not championship Sunday – it's a dog park. Mm. The dogs are yeah. The dogs are walking and pooping and yeah. doing their thing over there, and everybody's yeah. just um, you know kind of cruising around. Well, and how was your experiences when you played over there? Did you like it? I really did. I loved it. I really did. I played. Uh, uh, I actually got to play Carnoustie for the Scottish Open. Had a funny experience there. But you we did could, well there. We didn't can talk you? about that. Yeah, I finished. I don't know, probably like fifteenth or twelfth yeah, or yeah, something I like that. that. And then I. I went over and had to qualify for the British, and I qualified for the British at a little lengthy place called Scotts Craig, and um, uh, played well there, and um, and then got to play St. Andrews, which was the thing that still amazes me is how, in the summertime, how long it stays light. I mean, my my morning tea time, my early tea time was 1250. Hmm. My late tea time was like 450. And I'm coming down. I'll never forget this. I'm coming down to 18, and you got the clock tower there at St. Andrews in a cool village and all this stuff. And it's got to be, hell, Pearl, it's got to be 920 at night. And you can go play another 18. Wow. It is, it is amazing. Conversely, what do you think the winners are like over there? Yeah, that much probably, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, not good yeah. at all. Well, that's going to wrap up the, um, the on-the-range segment. Um, stay with us. 
This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. We are going to come back for the front nine. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom-fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. I got a big shout-out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. There's a 24-hour fitness center and has an extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids' club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned game, members, tournaments, couples events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here uh, to bring you this segment we call The Front Nine. Please reach out to us with your questions, comments, requests, uh, J-A-Y at J-A-Y-D-E-L-S-I-N-G-G-O-L-F dot com. And each week, if we read your email, you get Golfer 2, compliments of Walter's Golf Management at Gateway National Golf Club. This week is a uh, question from Tyler. My buddies and I are trying to hit draws off the tee because we think we can hit it further that way. My dad says we should try to hit it straight and forget the distance. Jay, can you weigh in on this one? I love this question. This is such a modern-day golf question. We were talking about um, the, way the, modern, the way the tour players play now, and nobody cares about the fairway. Now, at uh, Detroit Golf Club, it was a little bit different because there were some tree-lined, uh, but, but I think we, did, we mentioned last week how Cameron Champ tried – you know, to to try to play the, you know, keep the ball in the fairway and didn't do it's it's not something that is on the modern tour players' radar. 
Jay, that goes all the way back too. Though we talked about this with uh, the Ryder Cup uh, in Paris, they had to hit the fairway, and our best players either knew they couldn't hit the fairway, so they hit the driver anyway because they knew where they were going to hit it. But they weren't hitting enough of them, and there was there was some really trouble. Yeah, you know what, Pearl? When you think about that, their ability, our lack of ability to adjust, was just remarkable to me. But that's kind of what that's kind of way this thing rolls. It's kind of it's called Johnny Miller used to call it the bomb and gouge. You know, it's uh, if you bomb and it goes straight, great. If not, you just go over wherever it is and gouge it out. But to what the um, the Euros did, to their credit, is they they dictated play. They made the rough so penal that your gouges were leading to bogeys. Right. Even and, though there was a wedge in your hand, you still couldn't gouge it out. Yeah, and they, kicked, they just kicked yeah, their it, ass the whole week. Regardless, if you can't control it, you can't get your club on the ball, and you kind of have a whole bunch of grass in between it, I don't care how good you are, the ball's still not going to react consistently. Yeah, so to get to Tyler's question, Tyler, bomb it. Bomb it. Figure out the straight later. Um, I am not 100% convinced that the draw will always go further than the fade. The way I see some of the tour players hit fades, I actually was able to hit a power fade for a, a good portion of my career, and I don't think I lost a hell of a lot of distance. What do you think? I don't think so either. And you know, back to I mentioned the Ben Hogan uh, documentary they've got going playing now on, on Golf Channel, but he went from just you know hooking the heck out of it because he wanted to hit it far just for that. But he got to the point where he he was definitely hitting it far, but he couldn't win any money. And so he learned to uh, to make some changes. Eventually, yep. I think he could work the ball both ways, high, low, whatever the heck he wanted to. Yeah. But I think that fade. And I heard one of the guys, I think uh, during the Detroit uh, tournament, one of the commentators talking about, boy, you've got to have that out shot. You've got to have that shot that no matter what the condition, no matter what the pressure, you've got to be able to get it. Now, if that's a draw, fine. But normally, it's it's a bit of a fade. It's a bit of a slide. Well, we saw there. Nate Lashley just dominate and hit nothing but draws. Yep. So... To your point, have a shot, Tyler. You got to be able to find your golf ball, yep. right? But I have no trouble with you and your buddies trying to stand up there and bomb it. Nicholas used to say, "Let let let younger guys go ahead and hit it hard because that's something you want them to have in the bag. You can always then adapt and start, you know, learning different shots and, and playing different d- different clubs. So because uh, it's tough to get distance in your future, get it early when you can kind of get a feel for it. I'm a, I'm a bit of a uh, an example of that because I could never really bomb it uh, by any stretch. You're starting and to now, a little bit, yeah, yep. more more so now. Yep. But yep. It, I, I wish that I just would have had that kind of power and then tone it down from there so that it, it was in the bag. Plus, I'm going to say this: the tour players in general I'm trying to smash it. Oh yeah. Now you, you you can say what about Ernie Els? What about Fred? You know that's just the, in the late great Payne Stewart. Their rhythm was their rhythm. They, that's right. just what they are, that's what they're either gifted with or what they have. But they're trying to bomb it. I'm trying to bomb it. You want to bomb it. Meat's bummed out because he can't bomb it, but he's working on it. Chicks love the long ball, Chick- as uh, Bill Murray would say. Yeah. Chicks love the long ball. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, Tyler, keep bombing it. Yeah. Yep, and, um, and enjoy the heck out of it. Your dad might be a little bummed because you might be hitting it past him. But then you'll start getting the control, and other yeah, things will. will be important to you so you can start scoring a little bit better. I think that's well, your competitive, advice, Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Pearl, your competitiveness will come in. Yep. Because, say, that's yeah, great, you bombed it, and then the short hitter, did he beat you? Well, you've got to have to make some sort of adjustments. Or, 
you know, maybe you still want to hit your driver, but you're going to hit a few left or riders off the tee to get you in play a little bit. Well, and more. you're working with a couple of young guys, yeah. uh, Jay, that uh, can absolutely bomb it. How's that? Crimson, Crimson um, Callahan is absolutely, he's got 127 mile an hour club at speed. Guy absolutely smashes the daylights out of it. And he's really, really playing well. Won the uh, old Warson Cup. Uh, and uh, just um, lost in the quarterfinals of his first adventure in the Missouri State Amateur. Yeah, it's doing a, a lot of good things, and he can absolutely bomb it. And, you know, but we are talking, so when when you can bomb it, what it does for you is it gives you so many options about when you have to find the fairway. The issue is, Pearl, and you know this from our experiences, is discipline doesn't come that easy when you're 16. And 18, you still want to bomb. Yeah, but to yours and Crimson's uh, credit, uh, he's made that transition. He can absolutely bomb it, but he's also very much learned how to play the game and hit different different shots, have different mentality. But, yeah, when you can hit it that hard and then you can pull, pull out a three or four iron and hit it, I don't know, 220, yep. 230, 240 down the fairway, Right, that's a nice out shot. Got a young guy down in uh, Washington, Missouri, Austin Horsecamp, who have uh, uh, got a golf scholarship down to Missouri State. Uh, I don't know. They changed all the names of the universities. Okay. He's at Rolla. I don't know if that's Missouri State. Nah. What's that called? Missouri S&T. All right, cool. Again, close. They work with you. They got golf scholarships. It's a, Is that uni- how this it's, thing a, it's a University of Missouri school. Well, I'd like to think that, but anyway, I don't know about that. But he is an, another one of these really good athletes that can just bomb it. You know, and 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 um, the coaches I, are looking for that though. The coaches want guys 100%, to be able to hit it, don't they? A hundred percent. And uh, Austin was a, I think, a point guard of basketball. You know, so he played. Crimson was a quarterback. You know, very so they're playing a, a bunch of sports. Um, yeah. So yeah, very very cool stuff. If you can bomb it, man, enjoy it. Bomb it. That's what on our first whack and chase episode last two weeks, yeah, three Sam weeks says ago. He bombs it every time. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Well, I wasn't thinking Sam as much as Dave. It's like, oh, I don't really care about making a couple putts. I just yeah, want to bomb one. Right. I just want to bomb one. Yeah, so I don't blame it. Um, Got to talk a little bit about the John Deere Classic. That's the event um, this week on tour. One of my favorites, Pearl. One of my favorites. They had pork chop sandwiches there. They have here's, – here's what this what this event meant to me. It was a small quad cities – is Moline and Rock Island, Illinois, along with Davenport and and Bettendorf, Iowa, are right there along the river, the Rock River, I think it is. And um, we'd come in there, and it was a little bitty tournament at the time. It was sponsored by Light Beer at one point, where we'd have Ed Ed McMahon showed up there, and so did, um, who was the big uh, basketball player? Pearl for Milwaukee Bucks, who did ads for um, I Have the Biggest Feet, um, Bob Lanier. Oh, okay. Bob he Lanier. He played for Detroit uh, Pistons, yep. But he played for Milwaukee also, didn't he? I don't know. He played for Detroit when I lived in Detroit. Okay. I know that much. Regardless, okay. he had monster feet. Anyway, yeah, anyway, because those are the big feet. No, these are the biggest feet. It was an old commercial, and all the young people are yep. going, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But the point is, when we would go to a community like that, it meant something mm. to them. It really did. You could see people look forward to this event, and they still look forward to this event. John Deere is the longest-running title sponsor on the PGA Tour. They do a phenomenal job. Also, 
the economic impact for that community is off the charts. It is off the charts. It's a farming community. It's basically a bunch of farmland. And John Deere hap- happens to have their headquarters there. It is a cool, cool thing. They, they did some good things for the families, too, didn't they? Oh, uh, the big they, dig where you get yeah. to... I, I've had the girls go into this crazy monster equipment and dig up dirt and throw it over the top of the... You know, throw it at somebody else. It's really, really a fun thing. So... One of my coolest PGA Tour stories has to do with John Deere. Um, This is when TWA was still around. The reason that's important is that Saturday night of John Deere week, one of my favorite music groups was coming to St. Louis. R.E.M. was playing out of what is now called the Hollywood uh, Casino Amphitheater out there. It used to be called Riverport and all these other names. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to go to this concert. I had a bunch of friends were going to go. So I finished my round on Saturday, got on old TWA, flew down, went to the concert, slept in my bed. I was in the last group of the tournament on Sunday. Only you. Flew back back on a 10 o'clock flight, had breakfast, went back to my hotel room, got my clothes on, went to the golf course, finished third. Awesome. Well, that's, that's good the way idea. I should have played the tour all the time. All that diversion <laughs> kept me on my toes. It was um, one of the craziest. I got to say, this this is way off the track, but we're on the 18th hole. I'm playing with D.A. Wybring and Jonathan K. And D.A. Wybring. Mm. There's a character. D.A. Wybring has got, he's tied with Jonathan K. Jonathan K's got to have a, a long putt for par. I've got about a 15-footer for birdie that I make to get me solo third. DA has got about an 18-foot putt that was just outside of mine, and it was just off the green and had a massive chunk of mud on his ball. And he hits this thing, and this ball is rolling like it's blown a tire. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hopping in the air every once in a while, and then it's rolling. And this ball literally getting ready to stop, Pearl, an inch wide of the hole. And hits the mud thing and flips and goes right in. Are you kidding me? And I looked at DA, and you know he's over there doing a cartwheel because he's just excited that he won. And I'm like, I cannot believe that happened. And I remember talking to him, bringing that up a couple of years later. And what does he say? Oh no, no, no nothing like that hit. He hit it pure. It what are you talking movie. about? Yeah, he had no idea. <laughs> he couldn't even remember. Um, but they do a great job. And and so you see a lot of the corporate involvement in the PGA Tour. You see how it's gotten corporate. We talked about the old West Coast swing where you used to have Bob Hope and um, Glenn Campbell and the L.A. Open and the Bing Crosby clan bacon stuff. This is a really cool middle. you got a great corporate sponsor in John Deere, and it's still really community, still really small-time feely, big-time golf. It's a great event. Was that course? Was that tournament played at the same golf course forever, or did they move it out to that TPC? They moved it to the TPC Deer Run. Deer had property out there, and they built the course on their own property. Where did you? Where would you rather play the original? The course? original. I figured you. I love yeah. the Is that original. Where you came in third. The original. I, I had I had more top tens over there. Hmm. Uh, of course, they were smallest purses. I'm trying to play well on all the smallest <laughs> purses just to make it as difficult on myself as I could, but. Um, 
Because the, the one they play at now is a beautiful golf course. It There's is a lot beautiful. of neat, neat things to it. Yep. I caddied for you a couple times yep. out there. It just, I don't know if it just didn't quite suit your game relative, you know, just suit your eye. I know it didn't suit my eye as a caddy. I no. just was, I was so tough, uncomfortable some, all the time out there. Yeah, it's a lot of tough looks. And yeah. obviously the rest of the guys were having no trouble with it. I mean. They would tear it up. And I'm tear out, there, it up. out there going, you know, a couple where you can only see half the pin, where there's just enough yardage where if you can't really go for the par fives, but you kind of want to. It just constantly felt off balance. Yeah, a lot of blind shots and things like that. Before we do our whack and chase segment, I want to go back and get your take on Cameron Champ mm. and his caddy. And I know we're you know a couple of weeks removed, but we we uh, I want to talk about that. But um, that's going to wrap up the front nine. This is golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Come back for the back nine. Joe Schieser has been in the loan office business for 26 years at USA Mortgage here in St. Louis. He's closed over $500 million in loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program just for you. He offers unique loans for first-time homebuyers, VA loans for veterans, no-cost loans for refinances, and even cash-out opportunities to pay off those credit and debit card bills, or even to make those much-needed home improvements. Don't wait and miss your chance to improve your current financial position while rates are still low. Call Joe at 314-628-205 today and tell them Jay sent you. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out? Year-round, make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftech.com dash St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, St. Louis. This is the Back Nine. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here, 101 ESPN. Um, And I got to tell you about Whitmore Country Club. Uh, Great sponsors of the show. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore Country Club. Got to go in and see our buddy Bummer. He's in the golf shop. He'll help you with your game. He'll tell you a story. He'll he'll just make you want to play more golf. If you join out at Whitmore, it's a great spot for your family. they got a beautiful, huge pool complex. They've got 24-hour fitness. 90 holes of golf. You get access to Missouri Bluffs, Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville. Card fees are included. It's not a place that's going to nickel and dime you. There's no uh, food, beverage minimums, no assessments. They got a kids club that is something that is really becoming popular, Pearl, at a lot of clubs, um, uh, at least in town, where you can drop your kids off. They can hang out with other kids. They can play video games, whatever, uh, maybe go swimming, and you can go out and play nine holes or have dinner, something like that. So they're Love doing it. that. There's golf league, skins games. Members, tournaments, a great holiday uh, uh, party uh, schedule out there every single year. Live music. Um, Their number is 636-926-9622. Go to Whitmore Country Club. You won't regret it. Beautiful. All right. So, Pearl, something happened this, now it's been two weeks ago. We got to talk about this, this caddy kind of caddy player 
dust up with Cameron Champ. I think it's the right thing to talk about because any avid watchers of golf out there have noticed the last year that the commentators talk a lot more about the relationship between caddy and player. Players often now refer to as, as their team or us, we. There's not an awful, too, too much I out there anymore. But the dust up you're talking about was uh, Cameron Champ and his caddy. I don't know the caddy's name. But they were coming down the stretch. Uh, and I think it was on a Saturday, Jay. Actually, I'm not, not positive. No, it was on Saturday. And was it 17th hole out there? The yeah. Instant we're yes, talking about? part five, yep. So they're going back and forth and back and forth. And to Peter Costas' credit, he says, bottom line is these guys have been doing heavy banter, meaning they're not getting along all day out there. That kind of really struck me. I can see when there's not a lot of synergy between the two, um, flow between the two, but I guess these guys were kind of going at it. And he says they have him on on the the, the voice you can hear. Yeah. Him. Hit a soft three wood. Or Didn't something. he say something like, "How about a buttery, a buttery?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, Cameron Champ, buttery. Plus, it's well, there's water, there's this, there's that, there's the other things going on. He hits a buttery three-wood that's rising as it hits the stands over the green. And you could tell Champ was like, this is wrong. I don't want to hit it. But he hit it anyway. My question to you yeah, is, right? it's the player. I know. Why would the player hit what the caddy said if the player doesn't want to? He's a young player. Obviously, it's not extremely confident, I think, right now. We talked a little bit about his struggles. He came out. He's won a tour event. I yep. mean, struggles are... Relative. Relative, yeah. right? But he's really kind of fallen off the planet the last several months, you know, and uh, it, it's it's tough. And now all of a sudden he's thrust right into the uh, final group on Saturday, and uh, it didn't go well at all. And, um, man, when you're following too much of what your caddy wants you to do instead of what your instincts tell you to do, it doesn't work. It never worked out well for me. Yeah. I, you know, our relationship, we've talked about that a little bit on the show, is if you had any question in your voice, yep. even if you were kind of making a statement, oh, this is five iron is right, but if I kind of sensed question, then we would talk about it a little yep. bit. Uh, I, I think there's, I can't remember any times unless there's a complete question where I said, hit the six. Right. I would always mention, Jay, there's at least three clubs we could hit here. Right. What feels best to you? Yep, what can right. you plug into here? And to me, it's all about pumping the player up and getting that comfort, that confidence, whatever that player needs at that time. So when I hear there's heavy banter back and forth, I was floored by that. I yep. just, I, I yep. would like to know the inner workings on how it, how it gets to that. But you've got some stories of some caddies that didn't go so well out on tour. Yeah, all the different. I mean, Don't they've throw got, me in I've, on got, any I've got a, a story where Billy Kratzer ran out of golf balls, you know, at the Anheuser Bush golf classic and and things like that. But, um. Too many. There's too many caddies that want to over caddy, Pearl. But you get different personalities. So Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller. I mean, if I'm Michael Greller, I'm going home at night and I'm I'm getting a cocktail and I'm I'm gonna like <laughs> put my head in a bucket of ice or something because he is just on him and on him and on him. And then you get you get other players that are like, should I just hit it at the tree? This club at the tree. Gotcha. Yeah. And off they go, and, 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 and they do it, and there's not a lot of stress. But you know what happens. There are cer- certain shots, and you probably only have – some. sometimes you might have a half a dozen, but sometimes you only have two or three around. But you're like, I have 
It just doesn't look right to you. It doesn't feel, feel right. It doesn't match up to the ball fight that you're that you're that you have. You know, typically speaking, folks, we're talking about a left hand pin, and you want to be trying to cut something into that flagstick. And there's a tree that overhangs the left side of the green, and there's just no way to get to that flagstick hitting that shot. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard times, but I think it, getting to know the player, you and I, I think, especially towards the latter years, did a better job of mapping out some strategy ahead of time so we would get to that given hole where you might really be uh, struggling. Um, that's a place where, uh, where, where you know, I could help plug in a little bit and say, hey, remember, this is the plan. I don't care where the pin is. We're going to hit a cut. Yeah, your, your strength for me was when, when we got to those places on the golf course that made me anxious or didn't set up right or didn't do whatever right, Man, we had a great plan, and, and we developed um, a, a plan there. So, um, yeah, that's um, the, the the whole caddy things. We could talk about this. We should probably talk about this every show a little bit because the caddy's job has changed quite a bit over the years. Um, but I think there needs to be a plan. And, yeah. and I don't I don't know. When he goes south out of their tour with as much money as you're playing for and as much pressure there is, and especially with a young guy like that, I'm hoping he has a very seasoned caddy. So I right. just – there's probably a great reason for this uh, inside, uh, getting the inside scoop. Maybe that's something we can reach out and try to find, but yeah. that blew me away. I've yeah. just never seen it quite that blatant like that. I guess Tom Watson had a meltdown a couple of years ago with his, his guy. In, uh, just give the... me the number. <laughs> that's all Tom Watson said. Just give me the number. The he guy, just give, the guy couldn't do it. Couldn't do the nope. number. Right. He, kept, he kept giving him something else. Yeah. Have you heard of the, the Roan Rum Bar, Burl? You literally feel like you're on a beach. They have outdoor games, live music, great food, and rum selections. And, you know, I like a little bit of rum. And you sit in the sand on their outdoor patio. If you didn't spend enough time in the tour, in the sand of the tour anyway, what's this about? <laughs> you can't spend enough. You can't spend too much time in the sand. Go check <laughs> out my friends at the Rome Run Bar. I mean, this this is a great place. Where you get your toes in the sand and a drink in your hand. Now, that's the way to do it. I remember we were down in uh, Mayacopa one year, and we had a little <laughs> bit of that. But we were in the sand a lot on the golf course and the sand off the golf course, too. Right. Now let's shift gears a little bit. I've got a great interview with my friend and fellow PGA professional, Maria Palazzola. I got to tell you, Maria, I can't wait for folks to learn. If the, They probably know about you already, but for those that don't and first-time listeners and and podcasters that are joining us, um, you've got a lot of great things going on. You've got this tournament for veterans that we're going to get to for a, a little bit. You've got your company, St. Louis Golf Lessons. I know you're at two locations. Um, you have five instructors. Now, tell us a little bit about that. Right. So, um, you know, over the years, uh, just having um, a lot of success at teaching, which which is what I love, and, and my business just kind of grew and grew. And you know, you get to the point where, you know, if you're fortunate enough to, to be booked up and you're turning people away, you, know, you start to say, well, you know, I need more help and, and there's a way I can, you know, kind of scale this. So I um, brought on a couple of full-time instructors and um, a couple of part-time instructors and started to increase the number of programs that we do. So we've got, I think we're up to about 10 different junior programs currently. We've got uh, you know, U.S. Kids Golf Camps that we run. We've got four PGA Junior League teams that we teach. We run the West County chapter of the LPGA USGA uh, Girls Golf Club. We've got like a select junior training program. And, and in addition, we've got 
weekly ladies clinics and men's clinics um, and other programs for adults and families. I, I don't know how you do it. I know you have two boys and um, I, they look like twins. I know they're not twins, but I know they keep you hopping as well. Um, and folks, if you're wondering, does this woman have the credentials? Check, check some of these things out. Top 10. Maria is a top 10 golf digest instructor in the state of Missouri, a top 50 LPGA instructor in the world. And I think you've only won the Midwest um, Teacher of the Year Section Award, what, six or seven times, right, Maria? Correct. Yeah, yeah, six times. And uh, and to the point, I think last year where I was doing, you know, so much uh, locally and nationally for the LPGA that um, I decided to um, back off a little bit. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) why. uh, (laughs) Let others step up and and put more of my focus uh, on my local business and then also the foundation. And also, let's not forget about uh, your your part of the Golf Channel, uh, the Golf Academy here in St. Louis. You are their their local representative here in in the city, correct? Correct. Yeah, they've they've built a network of professionals across uh, North America, the U.S. and, and Canada. And I was fortunate enough to uh, you know get a call and, and see if I was interested in being the uh, sort of the lead instructor for the St. Louis area. And, and so it was a good opportunity to, to join, you know, join their network. I mean, it's one of the largest, uh, probably your most recognizable brands in golf. So um, I figured that would add a little uh, legitimacy to what we're doing. And um, they, of course, have a broad network for, for advertising. Yeah, really terrific. Um, you have been at this now. What? How, how many years have you been? I know you've loved a game. Besides this, we didn't even talk about how, what a good player you are and how you've played in LPGA events and, and love to compete. How long have you been teaching now? Uh, 25 years, which I, I kind of laugh when I say that because it, you know, it makes you feel old. <laughs> yeah, I know you started when you were five, so let's just get that straight. No, too. No, so no. that's all re- re- really good stuff. Um, Maria, the thing that is most, uh, it's, it's very near and dear to my heart. And you started an event last year. Um, you start, first of all, you started a foundation, the Palazzola Foundation. Uh, and you have a tournament that you had at the Missouri Bluffs that was extremely successful called Forces on the Fairway. Tell us a little bit about that. And I know that there's some personal tragedy that was almost kind of the, um, oh, the last straw that kind of pushed you into to doing this event. Right. So, um, yeah, we have a, a, a family history of, of service. My grandfather was in World War One. Um, he was nerve gassed and sent home. And then my father was in the Battle of the Bulge, a huge battle in, in World War II. And, uh, you know, looking back, a lot of a lot of people that, uh, you know, known them both close, you know, family members, uh, you know, kind of convinced they, they probably both suffered from PTSD. Um, and then um, I've got two nephews that served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, one of them took his life uh, a year and a half ago. And prior to that, um, I had talked to him about using golf is an avenue to help veterans, uh, you know, PGA, LPGA pros. We spend a lot of time giving back to the game and, and, you know, we try to bring in, uh, you know, juniors into the game and get ladies involved and minorities. We're always trying to reach out to grow the game. And the one sector I really wasn't doing anything for was veterans. So it was always in the back of my mind. Uh, so uh, he and I discussed um, doing something, but he was very busy. He was getting his master's degree at Webster and he, he got the grant for and helped build the Veterans Outreach Center over there, which they've since renamed after him. 
And so, you know, you think things are going well and my business is growing and changing every year. And so you, you think, okay, well, now's not the time, but this is something we're definitely going to do. And, um, you know, you get that phone call, uh, you know, that, that he committed suicide. And anyone that's experienced that, you're never going to get over that and get over hearing that phone call. And, and you've got so many questions, you know, nobody knew. You know, he was helping other veterans, so why did he do this to himself? And, uh, you just can't imagine, you know, what was going through his mind and, and the struggles that he faced. And um, if anything's going to catapult you into action, it's it's that phone call. So, you know, after the, the funeral and all that, I just said, you know, now's the time. I mean, you know, I can do something sort of to honor him and, and my dad and my grandpa and, um, and see if there's a way that we can help and, and tried to find ways that um, my organization could do things that weren't already being done. Cause there are, there are a lot of veterans organizations in St. Louis and they're doing a lot of great things. Um, but with golf being my background, uh, we came up with uh, sort of three main missions. And one of them is um, giving a handicapped golf cart to a local public course every year um, so that wounded vets can, can get into the game and play the game. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, and then the other one is handicapped uh, chairs that can be used at driving ranges because in reality, we've got to get these um, these people to believe they can get in the game and believe they can do it. You don't want to just take someone uh, that's handicapped and throw them out on a golf course and they don't know what they're doing. So we want to give them uh, some experience and a level of comfort um, and learn the game at practice facilities. And, and then, you know, we can get them out there and get them using the carts. And then the third thing we did was we developed a, network of courses in the St. Louis area that we fund so that veterans can play at a discount. And if they're a course that already offers a discount, it gives them an additional $10 off that rate. So we had our event, as you mentioned, uh, our first inaugural event uh, last year at the Bluffs. It was a huge success. We sold out, um, got a lot of great local support. Um, Jim Hokreve and uh, Skip Berkmeyer came out to play with us and we had like a, a military flyover. It was, it was just really moving the national anthem, the whole thing. And then what we did is we used the, those funds uh, to give away our first cart, which we dedicated to ball and golf course um, uh, Memorial day weekend. Wow. So they've got our first cart. And then if you're familiar with uh, for honor, which was formerly deer Creek, which is also run now by, uh, you know, its own veterans foundation, they are going to receive uh, next year's golf cart. Um, our big fundraiser event is coming up in about five weeks. It's August 26th at Whitmore. Um, Anheuser-Busch has stepped up as a huge uh, sponsor for that event. We've got a lot of other great sponsors. And, and the money raised from that event at Whitmore on August 26th is going to um, raise the funds for the golf cart for, for Honor. Whitmore is the sponsor so of my show, are. and they just do some great stuff. It's no surprise that they've stepped in. You know, now you've got 36 holes to sell out, I guess. Exactly, and we're not we're not quite there, so we could use all the help we could get. I'm, I'm hoping we weren't overly ambitious, but we've got uh, pretty much everybody from last year coming back, and then some, um, and a few new sponsors this year. So we're we're seeing growth every year, and and to be only a year and a half old, I think our organization is just doing fantastic. I've got a great uh, board of nine very active uh, board members. Um, which actually includes also a retired uh, Army general and a, a retired Navy captain, so we've got a good military presence um, on the board. So uh, I think things are, you know, again, for just being a, 18 months old, we're, we're moving forward full speed. 
Maria, please tell our listeners and podcasters how they can become involved, how they can help, how they can donate money. I know you're taking volunteers. You you won't turn anybody down that that has a heart for this. Oh, exactly. We're, we are always looking for volunteers. Um, our our website, uh, you can get to it. It's the palazolafoundation.org. Um, Forces on the Fairways is sort of the name of our project, if you will. So you can you can also go to forcesonthefairways.org, which is easier for some people to spell than Palazola. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you can donate there on the website. Um, you can sign up to play. You can sign up to sponsor the event. We're you know, always looking for, for whole sponsors and, and other levels of sponsorship. And then um, anyone that's interested in joining a committee or volunteering or helping an event, um, we would love that, and they can certainly um, just contact me directly. Uh, and, and you can also just go through info at forcesonthefairways.org for an email um, or, you know, give me a call. Yeah, I mean, Maria, first of all, we, we both love the game. I've done some stuff for the veterans. I, I just love the fact that you have dedicated your entire life and your career to golf, growing the game, telling, you know, singing the song, carrying the banner, your – uh, and and folks, it's Maria's a great teacher, not only for women, for men as well. Uh, knows how to play. She's a fierce competitor, uh, and I just love having people like you on the show talking about it. You can hear the passion in your voice, and um, we just wish you all the best of luck and um, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I I really appreciate it, and uh, we, you know, our, our entire board thanks you. Uh, you know, appreciate you helping us get the word out uh, because. You know, as I stated, we are young, but we're growing. And uh, I feel like we're going to do a lot of great things uh, to help veterans uh, through the game. That's that's awesome. Folks, that's Maria Palazzola. She's talking about her event called Forces on the Fairway. Maria, give us one more time the date. I know it's in August, and I know it's in Whitmore. Correct. It's Monday, August 26th. Typical uh, 1030 check-in, 12 o'clock shotgun at uh, Whitmore Country Club. Great stuff, Maria. Thanks so much. And uh, you and I will definitely stay in touch on this as well. Great. Thanks, Jay. That's great stuff. We love having folks on Golf with Jay Delsing show that love the game, grow the game, and are really, really giving of their time. And Maria sure fits that bill. So um, that's going to do it for the back nine. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We've got the 19th hole segment coming up. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. 
The 19th Hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Welcome back, St. Louis. This is the 19th Hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John is here with me. And uh, Pearl, 19th Hole. Mike Duffy's, very cool place. We are going to have a, an event July 19th. Friday, July 19th, come by Mike Duffy's. It will be all over our social media uh, and Mike's social media stuff. We are going to go to the Richmond Heights location this time. And um, we're going to have some games there. We're going to have a couple. We'll buy you a beer. Tell some stories, a little interaction. Have some fun. Uh-huh. Show you how cool Mike's place is. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, very good. Um I got a tip of the week. We have kind of gotten away from tips of the week. I want to, I have a tip of the week because, you know, my um, my real passion on trying to help people with their game is the short game stuff. Okay, so we have a tip of the week. And um, so what I wrote down was um, I think it's a cool method of chipping around the green where you take a three-wood or a hybrid. Do you remember? I remember specifically we were in New Zealand together. And we were on the back of the green on, it was like the 11th hole. It was like a 240-yard par three. And when you go to um, different countries, there's always, one of the things we always look for when we go play a new course, especially in a different country, is what are we going to be dealing with this week that we've never seen before? Mm -hmm. And do you remember how weird they had a a cut of fringe around the green? So they had a, a typical one that was probably two feet around the edge that was just basic, just like you see here. And then they had a cut that was probably almost 10 feet wide around the green where it was like an intermediate cut. Mm. So it, was, it wasn't it was four inches long, but it also wasn't right. puttable. Right, right. And so we started trying to hit these pitch shots out of there, and every time we tried to bounce a pitch in there, it would just grab. Yep. And so that's when we started – messing around with the three-wood and doing a uh, chipping and pitching with the three-wood. And what I what I want to um, encourage folks to do is try their hybrids on this method or try their three-wood or even a five-wood and use your putting stroke. So what that does, Pearl, is it just lofts the ball up in the air enough, but it gets a lot of forward momentum, yes. a lot of forward roll, and you you can take a really really difficult chip shot, pitch almost even a pitch shot, it can get that far away, and you could knock it down to size. Remember Todd Hamilton? Yes, yep. he won the British Open, and he wore out that tailor made hybrid of his. It speaks to what you just said, getting the overspin so that the ball reacts correctly when you when you land it. You and I talked a lot about this when you'd be out there practicing too. On any of those kinds of chips, the best players are very plugged in to how much spin, whether it's a hook spin, a a, a fade spin, or trying to stop it. Much more so than they than the commentators talk about. They're not going to just stand up and say, "Oh, that checked more than he anticipated." Well, maybe, but, I mean, that has to be planned out, and they should talk a little bit more about that because you and I would say, I would say, yeah, let's hit a low chip here, but have a hooky spin on it. Here's so it, so it exactly takes why. Because if if you hit that low shot, you're going to play a bump and run with cut spin on it. You're going to get 
half the role you expect. But people don't talk about it. They need I, to know they that. They never do. So you say, well, I had mine was at the same level yours was. Why didn't mine take off? You right. had a f- backspin or side spin, not right. a hook spin. Right. The best players are putting all those calculations yeah, in there's place no to question. get the cor- correct run out. That first bounce and how it hits, what it hits on, crucial. Especially when they're landing b- before the green. You see a lot of time, and you're going to see that in the British Open. Uh, th- there's a lot... The, the ball's landing before the green, you'd better know what spin you're putting on it. It's not just trajectory. You have to be focused on that spin, too. Absolutely. Let me tell you quickly about Clever RX. Um, I've got a couple numbers here for you, but if you're taking any prescription meds, you've got to look into this app, Clever RX. I've got a couple numbers here for you. Your member ID number is 1022. Your bin number is 610378. PCN number SC. One, and your group number is 3001. This stuff is absolutely free. Enter those numbers. If you have any issues, write me, j at jdelsinggolf.com, and I will help you with this. It's 100% free, saves you money on your prescription drugs, and they're a friend of the show. And we are just trying to get the word out to get people to save money. People are taking way too many drugs, and if you have to do it, why not save some money on it? Is this some information that's on your website or anything? It is not on my website. It is. It is not on my website, but it will be on my website. It's uh, We're live streaming here so you can see this stuff, the information in the background. But those are the that is the information you need to get you uh, up and running and saving money on your prescription We're hearing good drugs. stories from the people that are listening to you on this. Yeah, my sister, you know, unfortunately my oldest sister, Kim, has, has uh, got some rheumatoid arthritis issues in this she said the first uh, right out of the hop it saved her fifty or eighty dollars on one of the really expensive awesome. drugs. Yeah, so that's going to wrap up the nineteenth hole. Of this show, man, this show flew by. Whack and chase. They're going faster and faster. Yep. Whacking and chasing. We got a whack and chase episode. Uh, that's we have that to look forward to. We got a um, an event at Mike Duffy's July nineteenth. Well, that'll be on our social media pages. Pearl, thanks again for being thanks, with Jay. us. Meet. Thank you for trying to keep this craziness together and. Um, I'm a lot of fun, and Brad and, and BYK, your team, your digital team is awesome. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.